0: Welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode thirty-three. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. I'm Ben. Hello. Thanks for joining us for another week where we discuss grassroots coaching. The main concept of this podcast is to discuss youth coaching, football, or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under 11s teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week, we'll look to choose a different topic to cover and discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice we may have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other people who are coaching grassroots football. And if you do enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a five-star review. These really help us grow the show and gets us out to other listeners.
1: So, Ben, how's it been going? Not bad, not bad, not bad. We um, oh, we had another decent result. We kept our unbeaten run going, up to three now. Uh, we played a team who beat us 6-3 start of the season, so... Um, yeah, I was quite keen for a bit of a rematch. Um, and we ended up drawing two two with them actually. It was really it was a good game, to be fair. It was pretty close. No, no at half time, and then we were behind twice and we managed to pop in a last minute equaliser. So um yeah, that was pretty it was a pretty good feeling. And the boys were the boys were absolutely buzzing. They kind of there was a big pile on they all they all celebrated en masse, which was great. I, I love seeing that. Um,
0: so so the boys celebrated like that, but ha- have it on good authority. <laughs> you might have done a, a bit of a Jurgen Klopp uh,
1: touchline sprint. I must admit, I did I did probably 30 uh, <laughs> more travelled in uh, probably the quickest of moves all season. Um, what, what's yeah. the
0: guy? I, I always forget the guy from Southampton as well. Uh, oh, he's great. The, he hasn't, he's hasn't brilliant. Been. He is, I love That's him. Him. Got... Yeah. You've said it, and I'll I'll forget his name instantly. But yeah. I, I just love that footage of him where he he sort of just runs off to celebrate, <laughs> and then he's like, "No, no, no, calm down, calm down." <laughs>
1: it's genius, isn't it? It's one of my favourite things I've seen on season. That um, yeah, I didn't I didn't do the calm down bit. I um yeah, I couldn't help it because it, you know it was um that was a really good result for us, and I just thought because we, they went two one up quite late on all the goals were in the second half, and I thought we kind of let it slip. But yeah, it was really it was it was it was a great great result for us, and they're probably the best team we've played this season, I would say. So, um but then you know we we at the post. we had three one on ones we missed, so we created some really good chances. But as a team, the way they knocked it about, they were pretty impressive. So um so yeah, it was a good result for us. So I was really pleased. um So yeah. Good progression. Just really, stuff. since Christmas we have progressed really well, which is really good to see. It's like the pennies dropped, and a lot of good habits are creeping in. And we 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 sort of struggled to start with in this division since we got promoted, pushed up. Um But now we've sort of really found our feet, and you know we're doing really well. So yeah, really pleased. Well, no, it's you? Like, no, it's, no, it sounds like this
0: weekend. Yeah. It sounds, I would... I was just gonna say it sounds like you're making good progression there because I mean you you were quite despondent on a few of the shows or yeah. despondent after that
1: the last time we played this team, yeah. That was when we got yeah, yeah. so um yeah. It was uh yeah, it was good. You can just sort of see it's like it's like some of these clips since um Christmas really. We've just played really well and I don't know, so I mean there's been a few changes to the team and and stuff like that, but Overall, yeah, we're looking really good. So, um, so, yeah, I'm pleased. That's no, good. No, no game for you guys.
0: How can No, so game? we uh, we had a cancelled game, so no. uh, we couldn't play. And actually, with the weather, I'm wondering if if we'll play this weekend as well. So we we are supposed to play this Saturday, but right with the snow, uh, who knows. So I was, you know, it's my own fault earlier this week. I was thinking, you know what? I seem to remember when we were recording this time last year, we just kept getting game after game, you know, canceled through heavy rain and, uh, frozen pitches and whatever. But yeah, so I was thinking, oh, we haven't had that much this year, but you know, the snows hit uh, a little bit today. So we'll see touch wood.
1: Hopefully we'll be able to play. I don't think we'll play it, whether it's too cold and it's half term after that so we don't have a game for it'll be nearly a month till we play because we have two weeks off after that which is annoying Oof. yeah they have oh,
0: plenty plenty of time to work on set pieces and things at the <laughs> on the training round
1: yeah that's it that's <laughs> it so we'll see I'm, I'm, I'm trying to arrange a friendly so we'll see what happens just to keep cool. ticking over So, um, so yeah all good awesome So this
0: week, we wanted to talk about streaming. Now, Ben, streaming, I asked you, what's all that about? Um, Is
1: that to do with (laughs) bandwidth or something?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's about watching games at three o'clock on a Saturday when you can't legally watch it, I think, or something like that. that. Yeah, something like that.
1: (laughs) Um, Streaming, Dave, is... Well, in the context of this conversation, streaming is something that came up at our managers meeting the other night and it's about um, essentially pooling your players by ability uh, and having what is, I guess, an elite team at your club. So, for example, we've got, I think, 36 teams between under sevens and 16s, I think. And pretty much every age group has got four teams. So the idea being that there is an elite team that is in the top division um, or the goal is to have an elite team in the top division at every age level. So they essentially would have the pick of the best players at the club for that age level um, to make, you know, obviously from the player's point of view, they should be in the top team if they're good enough. Um, But it just means that the sort of cream of the crop is in that top division and it helps. It just raises the profile of the club and it's that, that kind of thing. So... I mean our club it's the first time they've kind of officially discussed it in those sort of terms I mean like our age group there's a team they're actually in the division above us but they were in the top division because we're in division three Um, they got moved down to division two so we actually haven't got our age group at the moment a team in the top division Um, so this is something they're looking to bring in next year from sort of under 12s which is what we'll be going into so it's an interesting concept. Um, so that's kind of where that word comes from, streaming. It's just kind of trying to pull the players into the right team, if you like. or well, not even, the, well, into a elite team, I suppose, rather than, you know, divvying them out amongst four teams. You're just going to try and pick, make sure the best ones are in the top team.
0: Now, this is potentially a divisive subject, yeah. isn't it? So there was a
1: bit of debate the other night around it, yeah.
0: So uh, actually, before I throw my hat in the ring, then. So I mean, what was some of that debate
1: that was going on? Well, it's one of the. It's not really affected me as a coach there because we started in division. I mean, last year we were in division seven when we started, and the the team who are the best team were in division one, so we didn't really have to worry about any of that. Um, one of the coaches there has lost a few players to our top team over the last couple of years, and he—he was—I mean, he—he he agreed that we should have an elite team. I think we all kind of agreed that, yeah, we should have a team in the top division. But obviously, the practicalities of it are: there's every chance that the coach of that team could say, "Oh, actually, I quite fancy two of your players. I'm going to have those," and that's what had happened to this coach. Um, you know, he'd lost, I think, three or four players over the last couple of two or three years to the top team, and it's kind of he said he said sometimes I feel like a sort of feeder. He called it a feeder club, and said, you know, the coach comes on and says, "Oh, I quite like the look of him. I'll I'll take him," and, and off he goes. Um, so there's that side of it, but then also, then also for me because we've we started in Division Seven, we're now in Division Three, and I think. We're very comfortably in Division Three, and I think we've got the chance to push on and maybe go up to Division Two. So, obviously, from my point of view, if he came along and said, "Well, I'd like these two of your players," and I lost them, that would kind of chafe with me a little bit. So, it's it's, it's quite a difficult one, actually. You can sort of see both sides of the argument. What do you think? What do you? What do you? Obviously, we haven't, I haven't really discussed this with you yet. So, what do you? What are your initial thoughts? So. <laughs> So I guess
0: I'm going to be a little bit on the fence, but I'll try and jump from one side to the other. And then by the time we finish the conversation, maybe I'll settle one side or the other. In in fact, I already know, I think which side I'll fall on, but it's a bit of a 49% one way, 51% the other way kind of thing. So I, I had this discussion with uh, actually my like my brother-in-law. He was talking uh, for the boys' team. So, so in the girls' game, right? We don't really have this problem. We Not don't basically. have such a volume of players that want to get in the various teams. Quite honestly, so so it's a different sort of problem. So I was discussing it with the brother-in-law and. They'd played a season and the teams were were split up in almost arbitrary fashion. Mm. And what they found was through observation, because let's face it, right? When, when I was playing, there was an elite team, I probably didn't call it an elite team, but you know, there was a first team, second team, you know, and, and, the first team had all the best players, you know, and it, it went down like that. Now, if you had players that developed quicker, then they get promoted up. So that that's just kind of a system that I'd just been grown up and, and used to. And I think now we're kind of supposed to be so PC and and encouraging it's like no everyone should have a chance and you know we all know players grow at different rates and we've got the four corner model and what have you uh, so it's not just about the technical and tactical you have to look at all the other aspects mm. so I think it's again one of those things where you you you're like oh I'm supposed to think in this way so initially when we were discussing it I was thinking oh that that sounds a bit wrong to move to that kind of model. But through observation, they'd realized that, you know, that there's a ma- there was a massive difference between the better players and the weaker players, you know, and, and when I say the weaker players, I don't just mean technically, Technically, There you go. That's a new one for you. Technically and tactically. So yep. tactically, that's that just shorthand. And um, so, They would just turn up on a on a Saturday, you know, turn up for training, turn up for a game and that's it. Whereas the better players, they live and breathe football. They're kicking their socks around the house. They just play all the time and it shows. So the better players were getting, you know, a bit frustrated with the the not so good players. Okay, so that's that's obvious, that's gonna happen. But also you got the you get a negative impact on the not-so-good players as well, the strivers, you know, they don't want the ball. They don't want to go and get stuck in because, you know, they they feel like they're going to make a mistake. And, you know, again, this this doesn't come from the coaches, but, you know, the kids, you know, they discuss it between themselves and the playground and whatever. So, So after we discussed it a bit, for a bit I thought well yeah it it kind of makes sense and if I'd be a bit silly for a second so I'd be extreme so i take my 11 year old daughter and I put her in you know in the middle of a Liverpool training session and I say there you go play (laughs) midfield there you know
1: is she gonna get any benefit from that whatsoever well she might be a bit awestruck and enjoy being in their presence (laughs) Well, no, I would. She wouldn't <laughs> care, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 of course, of course not.
0: There would be not, There would be no development whatsoever. So there is a, there's a tolerance to, you know, what is the gap between the players that you're talking about, and I think that is the key. Mm-hmm. So, for me, you're talking about one single club you know, in amongst lots of other different clubs. And I think you need to surround the players with players who are roughly in, a, in an equal kind of um, ability range. So that that's what I think. So in a roundabout way, what I've said to you is, I, and, and I and actually before I get to the conclusion there, I know everyone sat at the end of their seat, but I discussed this <laughs> with uh, the head coach at our club as well. So before, and and this was possibly not cricket, but you know, because this was uh, another team, and I was discussing it with with my head coach. And I was I just wanted his perspective because again, I I knew I, I thought, yeah, it seems like the pragmatic thing to do. But there's something that feels a little bit wrong about it, and so I I, I just thought, well, I'll, I'll ask my uh, my head coach, and he he's a level two guy, so he's done the coaching for years and years, and he said, no, well, you, you know, this completely against the the FA four corner model, and you know, they all progress at different rates and what have you. Mm. But again, I I guess I so I took that on board and I thought about it for a while. but again I, I guess I I come back to my silly little example where if you put someone who's completely out of their depth, it's too much. It, there's like an elasticity. You have to the players have to see something. you know if they are a striver and they're striving to get better, they have to know it's achievable as well. So if there if there is such a gap in technical ability, I think I think you need to separate them. Yep. So that's that's probably my position on it. So what what I mean what what do you think?
1: I I, I agree with you. I don't I don't disagree with you at all. And um, I'd be a hypocrite to sit here and say oh it's not fair if. You know, I lose my players to the best team. I would, I would probably want them. If I, if I had a player in my team now who streaks ahead of the rest of them, I would probably I would want him to go and play in the top team. Because at the end of the day, the whole point of ultimately the aim with all these teams we have is it's a route, however unlikely it is, and as, as difficult as it will be, it's a route to the youth team and then to our first team you know, which is a semi-professional club. So you want to strive and have the best players and you want them to be committed and you don't want them to lose heart. You want them to keep progressing. You want them to keep working. So I t- I agree with it as well. And then it's, like I said, it's kind of our age group. It's kind of accepted that we have got, there is a team higher than us and they are the best team and they do get, almost first dibs on players and I've got no problem with that. And I kind of agree with that. And I think that's the way it should be. Um, I guess the difficulty for me, it's not, it's not a difficulty, but because we are now very close to them in the, in division, we're almost kind of pushing. We're almost not far behind them. We're very, very close because they've kind of gone, not gone. I don't want to use the words going backwards because they've lost a lot of good players. Unfortunately, um, so they're not quite as strong as they were. So they are they are now very close to us in the table or uh, in the division. So because that gap's so close, it would probably be more difficult for me to accept losing a player to them because I don't see the gap as being that big now. And I'm not saying we're on their level yet because I don't think we are. Um, but I guess because because there's not that much difference in the teams, that's probably where the difficulty would possibly come in, in for me. But... At the same time, if I did have a player who was streets ahead of the rest, I would I would probably want him to go to that team, if and help them get back into the top divisions. I think it's just good for the club. So, um, yes, it's I can see both sides of it, but mainly I kind of agree with you.
0: So it's easy though, isn't it? When they're streets ahead, right? Mm. It's easy. Yeah, of course it is. What What if they're not? Right. What What if? Uh top manager or Bertie Big Balls comes along to your team and he says <laughs> right he says Ah, oh, quite like like the look of your two best players and and maybe they're, they're not your two best players but in the small sampling of of games and training they might have just peeked across the fence at he, he thinks they're your two best players um, I, I quite fancy them can they can we have those w what, what would your uh, what would your approach be
1: um well if there if there wasn't if if they weren't straight head and they were kind of at a similar level to what i think he's already got kind of thing if you mean. yeah if it, if it's a bit more contentious if
0: if yeah. like i say if you've got a little messy there mm. all right fair enough You know, you need to go and you need to go and play at the highest level and stretch yourself as much as you can and go and achieve what you need to achieve. But normally it's not as cut and dry as that, is it? No, it's not.
1: Um, I'd probably ask him what he saw in them that made him think that they'd be right for his team for for a start off. Um, But ultimately, you know... It, it, at the end of the day it comes down to the players isn't it you, they're not pieces of meat you'd have to ask the boys and say look you've got the chance to go up here and play for this team you know and you'd kind of I suppose you'd have to encourage it and say look I think it's a good it's a good move for you because they're in the top division I think you're good enough it'll help you progress and you've got you've got to sort of turn off your selfish side of thinking oh it's going to affect the team and just think mm-hmm. of best for them because that's that's the kind of job isn't it that's what we're doing it for We're not doing it for personal glory and winning cups. Well, I'm not, anyway. Um, As much as I enjoy... As much as you did your 30-yard clubs (laughs) You know, when when you're in the middle of a game, you want to win it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I would get a real buzz out of, you know, one of the players that I've brought into the club going all that way. I think that would be great. Um, Like I said, it's... It's weird because my team... because, Because... we we I f- we formed last year, and I had I had sort of half a dozen players, six or seven players, ready made to come into it that I knew from little league and from you know other things who'd never played for a club before. I'd, but I kind of had a feeling they'd be good enough, and then I picked up the rest of the team from. Well, they were kind of rejects from the top team. Two of them were. Because he he the coach didn't think they were quite good enough to play in the top division, so I got them, and so it got so I kind of had a ready-made bunch of players who knew each other. So we've got a really good kind of team spirit and bond going because a lot of the team know each other, and they don't all go to school together, but they all know each other from different clubs doing things and activities and stuff. So I would say probably seventy-five three quarters of the team all knew each other. So it's kind of unique in that way. I think most clubs you go to, obviously you do get, I suppose, a few go to school together and they know each other. But I guess a lot, a lot of clubs, it's probably a bunch of strangers, isn't it? Who, I mean, what, let's take your girls team. How many of your girls team are friends before they join the team kind of thing? Yeah,
0: quite a lot. I mean, there's pockets. So it's not, it's not the whole
1: group, but there's, there's definitely pockets there. Yeah. So, so in our case, like I said, probably three quarters of them all knew each other. And even the new players we've got this year all kind of knew each other. So there were was, was sort of connections all the way through. So we've got quite a close bond, um, which I think is quite unique. So I think a lot of teams, you, you, like you said, you get little pockets, but you probably don't get so many who all come in at once, who all know each other. So I think in in my case, if that happened, I'm not even sure some of them would want to go where the teams are at the moment because we're obviously quite close. I think if we were two to, two or three divisions lower, they'd probably be more happy to go, well, I don't know, I'm just speculating based on what I see and the vibe I get from the parents and the players as well. They all seem really happy with our team and I, I'm not sure they would... And of course, if they didn't want to move, you can't force them, can you? Or, you know, that's when it gets difficult. What do you say to the parents? Well, I really think he should go and play for this team instead. I know he doesn't really want to, but you, and you don't want an unhappy player, do you? So it's, it's not as simple, is it? It's just going, yep, yeah, I want him. He's coming up to my team. You know, so I don't, I don't know. It's good. How it's going to pan out is going to be interesting. I don't know what's going to happen, really, over the next year or so. I don't know when we go to... Because tr- we're going to trials soon, so I don't know. Obviously, it's kind of a given that the coach will get the pick from the top team, which I think is right. Um, then hopefully I, I can pick up... I'm only looking for a couple of players. So it's kind of... Yeah, it'll be interesting. Be interesting.
0: So I've got one... Similar example where, I mean, we, I think I've mentioned it before. So we, we have pretty much you, you would class her as a star player. Mm. Now it it's going to be interesting over the next few years, how the others kind of develop on different gradients, you know, and, and how that goes, but just physically, she's just bigger than everyone else, quicker than everyone else. And, and she just, uh, you know, her physical attributes, Blender towards being a better footballer right now, and so generally, you know, I, I think I've said to you before, we get, you know, we get the other team to pick who's our man of the match, and you know, if they want to do it as well, we can do that, and and so invariably, most of the time, seventy to eighty percent of the time, she gets man of the match. Now, yeah. we did have a team approach us in pre-season, um, and it was just it was a bit weird. It was just like an email and it was like, you know, we'd really like to take, you know, player X and we'd like them to come and play for us. And, you know, under league rules, you know, uh, we need your permission and whatever. And it was all like, hang about. And, you know, my my gut reaction was, no, bugger off. (laughs) We'll deal with our own players. We're not, you know, we're not you know, striving for one and two in the league and, and battling it out there, you know, we're trying to develop players and people. So bugger off kind of thing. But, you know, after that initial reaction, then it was like, okay, well, we'll speak to the player. We'll let, let the player, let the, the parents know. And, and ultimately, you know, we'll let them make the final decision. Um, and, and But going into it, I was thinking, well, you know, it's, again, it's possibly a bit different in the girls' game, but you talk about the closeness of the group, and I, I kind of thought, well, she doesn't. We have had one player, actually, a couple of years ago, left because they aspired to go on to greater things. Now, they left and they haven't, but, you know, their reasons for leaving were they wanted to go to the bigger team. So I can kind of get that. But actually, with the group of girls we've got, they, they kind of like playing, you know, and it's, it's a bit fun. It's, you know, playing with their mates and stuff. So I, I was skeptical whether she would want to actually move. And, and in the end, she didn't. But, you know, there's a, there's a human part here, you know, a primeval part that's like, no, this is one of our group. You know, <laughs> this is one of our kin. Stop it, you know, go away. Yeah, ultimately, it's all a pyramid, isn't it? So, if you do have a genuine kind of first team, then yeah, you you are, I guess, a, a feeder club to to them.
1: That girl you were talking about, um, who's probably a little bit better than the rest, and how you think that'll be interesting how that pans out in the next few. So, this this one of our coaches, the one I mentioned about, he's lost a few players to the top team. Um. He had a player last season who was a pretty good player, actually. We played against him a few times and he looked pretty good. And his dad basically threatened to leave our club unless his player got moved up to the top team. So he said, look, I I think he's too good for your team. So this this is when this team was in Division 4 and the top team were in Division 1. So he was saying, basically, I think he's far too good for you. He's not getting anything out of this. Um, If he doesn't go to the top team, I'm going to leave. So he basically made, he gave the gave the managers and the club an ultimatum. So our head coach actually agreed to take him. And from what I've the thing about his kid is he's very very small, and I, and I mean very small for his age. Um, he's you know he's eleven and he's he's tiny, amazing feet, really skillful, really really skillful. Um, but from from speaking to people around the club and people who you know, parents of that team and stuff, he's really struggled this season. And they're in Division 2 now, so he's not even in the top division. Um, but whether it's because of his size or whatever else, he's actually found it really, really difficult and he's just not really fitted it fit into that team. And again, that's the, this is the, what we're talking about, the sort of flip side, isn't it? Is if you you sort of jump, run before you can walk sort of thing and he's gone there and he's just found it really, really difficult. So would he have been better off staying where he was Probably, but because of the parental pressure, he's gone up way too early and he's found it really difficult. It's like I was saying before, it's just that I, I described it as elasticity. It's
0: possibly not the right word, it's the right word in my head, but you know, you have to strive to be better. But if the jump is too high, then you'd, you, there's not many who will leap up that that much. You know, it, it
1: has no. to be a gradual improvement, doesn't it? Yeah, you're talking a that's a three division leap. And if you if you watched him play, you'd probably say, yeah, he's a really good player. But you would never say, oh, he's a he's a division one player, totally. Because I've seen a lot of division one players in our league, and they're you know they're they're different gravy. But um, yeah, I wouldn't, I would never have said. Yeah, yeah, he's good enough for the top team, and I think for a parent to a parent to come out and start making automatums like that, I think is really poor. And if it had been made to me, and he said, "Well, I want him to join your team," or "I'm going to pull him out of the club," I said, "Well, I'll see you later then."
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd be the same to be honest. Don't let your ass hit the door on the way out. <laughs> it's like, obviously, I'd be probably a little bit more diplomatic than that,
1: but my my inner monologue would be no, saying right. that. <laughs> I prefer your. I think your inner monologue would be better a better response. I mean, uh, but 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 where does it? Where does somebody get off doing that? I mean, how, who's he to say that he's good enough to play in the top division? He's you know, fun, and it's funny because when we played them, um, this dad you could really hear this dad on the sideline and you know you know you know the dad I'm talking about you know they really sort of over the top oh yeah yeah <laughs> one of the, one of those and um you know that goes hand in hand with probably him going yeah yeah he's too good for this team blah 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 and the coach said the other night about this he said he said I said I said to the coach who was going to take him I said he's he's not ready to go into your team I said he's he'll struggle so yeah so this so so I, I think this parent Uh, I'd love to know what he thinks now that this player's obviously got into this team and is really struggling. He'll probably just say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. He's he's just one of those parents that you can just tell, just be hard work to deal with. And um, yeah, I think it's just a prime example of this whole thing. Is it the right thing for a player to make that jump? Probably not. Um, I think when the gap's closer, it's probably probably less of a risk. But yeah, it's... um, it's not it's hard isn't it you know you can you, you you don't know until they make that jump if they're going to be good enough but i think i think if that parent hadn't kicked up a fuss i'm pretty sure that player would never have been picked out to go to that team i'm, I'm convinced of it it just wouldn't have happened so um I remember speaking to the coach at the time, and I, I remember saying to him, he, he said, Oh, you know, this this parent's made this ultimatum. I said, oh, Are you going to take him? And he said, Oh, I'm. Because I'm not going to be dictated to. He goes, I probably won't. And I'll, I'll let him walk away from the club. So in the end, he's obviously changed his mind, whether it's because there weren't players there or he thought he was too good a talent to lose. But yeah, it's obviously backfired a bit. So whether I don't even know if he's going to keep him next season, we'll have to see. But um, he's a good player, but I think his parent obviously thinks he's better than he is which which never helps a player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I guess, you know, where we started this, we were talking about, you know, separating the teams in in terms of ability rather than having them all in a in a big group and I guess with that you get all of these kind of negative connotations as well, don't you, with the with the parents obviously, you know, then having an opinion and and trying to force the issue by the sounds of it, you know, in yeah. terms of promoting them, you know, up the, up the
1: various teams. Yeah. I and mean, we've done a parents episode, haven't we? And yeah, uh, yeah. The, the whole, oh, my, you know, I don't, I don't get it personally. I don't get the, that whole parental thinking their kids better than sliced bread and, you know, making it very well known. They think that I don't, I don't understand it, but, Everybody's different, aren't they? So you've just got you've got to deal with that. Um, you know, we had our managers meeting the other night, and the general manager. Just, we got to talking about. Um, to be fair, he said he said I just want to say thanks because he said we've not had one complaint at under eleven or under twelve level about any parents this season. Um, and he said, and we all know that parents are the biggest pain in the ass to deal with. And I said, yeah. We all just sort of nodded. Yep. <laughs> Pushing it's on not, an open door there, isn't he? <laughs> I mean that's a bit unfair. Not all of them, but there's, there's every team has got one or two that are just a nightmare still, would not they? It's just it's just the way it is. You know. Um I had a parent messaging me this week, sort of demanding I'd organise friendlies in the in the in the bank holidays when we got a couple of weekends off. Like, hey, make sure you organise a friendly. I'm like, don't need you telling me to organise a friendly. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, come on. So um, yeah. Well,
0: I mean, ultimately, so if we, we've had some discussion there. So, would you say you're for or against having the these elite teams or
1: what was what was the phrase? Streaming. Streaming, yeah. I, I still am. I, I would never change my mind on that. I think you've got a duty as a coach to, you know, whatever players you've got, you want them in the best team, you want them playing at the highest level with the best players. As a dad, I want my, my if my son got moved from my team to go and play in the top team because they think he's good enough to go there. I would, you know, as difficult as I would find that, I would I would think it would be the best thing for him, and I would want him to do it because I want him to do well. I want him to progress. I think it's still uh, it's get it's all about I think as well what what the parents want and what the players want and how many parents and players are there because they see it as a bit of fun. And long term, they don't see anything coming from it, or and how many of them are there because they see it as a chance to maybe get into our first team or something. I mean, I, I you know, I, I I would like my son to get into our first team if he could. It's a long shot, but that's ultimately why I want him in a club. That's why I always wanted him in a club. And I assume that's why any parent would want their player in a club. So I kind of have to assume all my players want that, and the parents want that for the players. So. You know, I would want them to play at the highest level possible with the best players. So, um, yeah, the only the only thing I'm against is having that jump. Like I've just talked about, is that kind of huge jump um, when they might not be ready. But also, you know, I do want them to to progress, and I think the only way some of them will progress is by moving around because you're not, you know, as we as I found in my team, going up four divisions you start to now see a bit of disparity in the players and how they're progressing because you, they're not all going to move together. And now it's got a bit harder. You can start to see the ones that lag a little bit. So that's where you sort of you can see the benefit of maybe moving some out and all that, that kind of thing. So I'm definitely pro. Under the right circumstances, I am definitely on the side of doing that. And scenario for you. So you said,
0: you know, it's... Um... I can't remember. You didn't call him the head coach, but
1: you know, the, no, no, the guy kind of, kind of is a head coach. He is he's the, the head most, coach. He's, he's, the most, he's the most qualified. So yeah, he's got the the best team, I suppose. So I'm I mean, for all intents and purposes, he's the head
0: coach. Okay. So let, let's call him the head coach. And he comes to you and says, Ben, I, I'd like to take Elijah and maybe one of your other players as well. Yeah. What
1: well, what do you do there? I would probably, I would probably just ask him, Why? Ask him what what he plans to do with them. What he's seen that he thinks could uh, has made him make that decision. How he sees them progressing, that kind of thing. And you know, ultimately, um, I know he's a good coach, and I know he'll. I know he's quite picky about who he has in his team. So, yeah, it would be it would be difficult for me as a parent and a coach, and I'd have a decision to make as to whether I would carry on. Um because it because if I did, I wouldn't be able to watch him play pretty much, so that' be that would that would put me in a difficult position but as his dad, which is first and foremost the most important thing to me i would I would probably want him to go um then I'd have to decide for myself if I want to carry on coaching and sacrificing watching him play um and that would be a decision for me but as his dad, which is the most important thing um yeah i'd be I'd be pleased to be honest because I know that he'd be in good hands, and he and he'd progress. So,
0: yeah, excellent. So, should we wrap it up there?
1: Yeah, I, got, I just want to finish with uh, a quick thing that happened in training that I haven't mentioned. Just, just because it was quite interesting to me, and just get your perspective. Um, so, we're playing a. I've, I've got a couple of. La- I've got a few lads in the team. You said at the start of the, this recording that obviously I kn- have known me for a while. So, you know, they kinda of know me pretty well and all this sort of thing. Um, and I've got a few who go to the same school and have played in teams for a few years. So I've I've noticed a couple of them starting to get a little bit gobby, you know, like a little bit bully big boots kind of thing in training, you know, chatting bit a bit of back chat to me and you know, if I make if we have a fun if we if we're doing a match or something and I make a few decisions, they start arguing with me and all this sort of thing. And it's only, it's only a couple of kids who know me pretty well. Um, so it in this week. Um, it's it kind of happening again with one of them. getting he's getting a little bit, you know, a bit mouthy. And we played a game at the end, and uh I think we had quite a few not come because of illness and the weather and all this sort of thing. So we only had seven players. So we did a nine, we did a we had nine of us because myself and Stu joined in. So we had five V four. Now, I was on the team of four, and this lad who's getting a bit gobby was on my team. So there's only four of us, um, and he was going at the wing. And one of the one of the the other players, he sort of dragged him back, you know, like pulled pulled him a blatant shirt tug, mm-hmm. um, bit of fun, you know. All sort of it's not it's not not serious. We had, we had a fun session because there was only there wasn't many of us. It wasn't like a really serious session. So he, he, he pulled him back, and this lad sort of went to square up to him, and I was like, whoa, hold on a minute. You know, it's a bit of fun, not not that straight off. So he, um, he 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 had a green bib on. He he pulled his bib off, threw it on the floor, stormed off, sat off the pitch. So we then had three players, and I, I didn't say anything. I thought let's just leave him. So I, I didn't make a comment. Um, and eventually he came back on. Um, then right at the end of the game, it was four three. Actually, we'd done pretty well. We got back to four three, and then one of the well the, the opposition scored. Long Ranger, um, and, I was, and it was right at the end. It was literally we were about to finish. I said, "There, yeah, oh, that's the winner, five three. You know, we can't come back from that. Let's finish." And he, of course, he started really arguing, going, oh no, he he scored from his own half. That's not allowed." And all this, uh. and I was like, "It doesn't matter." I said, "Game's over." It was a bit of fun, you know. So he again, he hurled his bib on the floor and he just stormed off. And I thought, "What? What's going on here?" You know, I thought, "Is this?" You know, is this because he knows me pretty well, and it probably is, and he's starting to push a few boundaries and he thinks he can get away with it because i am pretty sure he wouldn't behave like that to the coach he had last year because he was in another team last year, and it's a bit like when Elijah plays up and he plays up because I'm his dad, and I know mm. he would I know he wouldn't do it for another coach, and I've seen how he behaves when he's coached by other people and he doesn't he's very well behaved um so yeah, it was interesting but that that started to creep in a little bit. You know, getting a little bit gobby, and, and I, I've got to, um, I've got to sort of do something about that because it's because you know, ninety percent of the team are brilliant and they don't give me any grief. You know, they're really, really a dream to coach. But the couple that know me are starting to just get a little bit, you know, a bit like that. So, um, what do you think? It's quite, it's, it's interesting. I've only noticed it the last sort of few weeks, and, and, and you know, I've got, to, I've also got to add that. They're like it at school as well, a little bit. So it's not just maybe a football thing, but I think because because of who I am and the relationship I've got with with parents and with them, there, there's boundaries being pushed there. Yeah. So I suspect there's
0: a bit of that. So I mean, what's just swimming around in my mind now, just as you're telling me, I mean, part of it is is going to be an age thing, isn't it? So as yeah, they get older, as well. absolutely. As they get older, I'm sure that's going to get. Worse, quite honestly. <laughs> mm, yeah. But um, the other thing I, I think, so, so again, uh, thinking abstractly, go back and watch um, Kevin the Teenager. <laughs> <laughs> and I how I can remember it. Yes. <laughs> and how he behaves with his own parents and the abuse that, you know, just his general behavior towards them. Yeah, and um, when Perry comes around, he's like, "Yes, Miss Patterson no, Miss Patterson <laughs> <laughs> and then he, you know, but when uh, his mum rings up and Perry answers the phone, he's like, "Whoa." <laughs> so unfair (laughs) (laughs) they're always super nice and polite to everyone else but the people they're most familiar with and closest to they just treat horribly you know so as we approach the teenage years I I can't imagine that's going to get much better
1: (laughs) (laughs) something to to look forward to isn't it it is Um, it's funny because yeah like you said I mean the rest of the lads don't do it at all they're good as gold but it's kind of that it's being—it's almost being deliberately provocative and argumentative, and I just thought I can't—you know—I can't let. I've got to deal with it because I can't let the rest of the team carry on seeing it it's not right. So, um, I mean, what the other thing I was going to say? So, so the
0: previous comments weren't particularly helpful, just observations. But what I would do, I, I would absolutely jump on that straight away because yeah. left to festa, it's only going to get worse. No, absolutely. So, so they are absolutely pushing the boundaries. Now, at first, I would have a quiet word. I'd pull them to one side and make sure they knew, in no uncertain terms, that you expect respect. Yep. And, you know, obviously saying it in a nice sort of calm tone and what have you, but he has to know that you're the one with the authority. Yep. And then, so if he continues to push the boundaries beyond that, then you know, you're going to have to deal with it in a different way, you know, and, and, you know, think about what the sort of plan ahead, what the consequences could be. Obviously the the nuclear option is just send them out of their team. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's a, there's a few steps in between having that quiet word and there.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I've got things in mind and it is going to be dealt with. I'm not, you know, I will give, there will be a chat. It's difficult because, the fairest way to do it, or the the least provocative way to do it, is to chat to the whole group, which is kind of unfair because it's not all of them. But there has to be a boundary, and I, I won't. I mean, I won't tolerate it. I just won't because it is disrespectful, whether he knows me or not. It's just not on. And um, yeah, there will be con- there will be not consequence. I don't want to use that word, but yeah, they'll play. They'll play, they won't play many minutes on a Sunday compared to other players, for example, as a sort of, not. Pun, I don't want to use the word punishment, but that would be the consequence of them not towing the line and showing a bit of respect. I don't mind people messing around and stuff, but when it starts to spill over into people storming off the pitch, just can't, just can't have that at all. It's just ridiculous. No, no,
0: I agree, I agree. So, um,
1: yeah, I was just interested to, I'll just sort of throw that in there because that happened this week. So, um,
0: Yeah, bit of a yeah. Brucey bonus there. Absolutely, it would be interesting
1: yeah. how you how you get on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it's hard because he's kind of family friend, which obviously makes it a bit more difficult. But to be fair, his dad's pretty good. He's like, you know, I've I've given him a bit of a rollicking before at training. His dad's got no problem with it. He's like, you know, you're there to play football, and Ben's your coach. And if you're not going to behave for him, then he's got you know, you will get spoken to. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. But it will be it will be mentioned before either way I don't think we'll play Sunday because the weather's awful down here but um, it'll be before training next week there'll be a chat so we'll see what happens cool but get in touch yeah you know anybody out there who's got similar stuff drop us a line because I'm sure there's players who probably do that everywhere so um, yeah just get in touch um, grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com or on twitter at grootscoachcast. give us a shout and let us know How you've dealt with those situations, because I'd be definitely interested to hear that. Yep, sounds good.
0: All right, well, thanks a lot for that, Ben. Muchos gracias. So we'll be back again. We'll try and get back on schedule for next week and uh, figure something else to talk about. We always do. so I doubt we're going to have uh, matches to talk about, but um, I think we'll it's something.
1: pretty unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was on, the, I was on the t- our Twitter page before, and I've already seen a couple of tweets. People with with like a whole blanket. I saw one tweet saying all games are cancelled this weekend, even if it's on a 3G for the whole this whole league. I can't remember which league it was, but um, they've cancelled all the games, even if it's on a 3G pitch. So they said if you play, it's a friendly. You're not allowed to submit your results so um yeah they've i suppose some parts of britain are worse than others where we are it's just wet isn't it?
0: yeah yeah it's it's it? there was snow here before but um it's it's been washed away but apparently there's some more coming tonight so yeah oh, we'll see
1: so it's, it's unlikely but um we'll see
0: cool cool well thank you very much sir cheers i'll see you next week Ta-ra, bye